Podcast Answer Man, episode number 406. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hello, everyone. This is Jason Van Orden from Internet Business Mastery. You are listening to the man who has trained more people how to podcast than anyone else in the world, Cliff Ravenscraft. He is the Podcast Answer Man. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Podcast Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and this, my friends, is the podcast devoted to helping you take your message, your business, and your life to the next level. That's right, my friends. It does not matter if you are brand new to this online content creating world we live in or if you've been creating content for many years, there's something we can all do to take everything we do in life to the next level. And my friends, I'm excited about doing something new and unique this week. Actually, it's not brand new. I've done this before, but uh, I am inviting my great friend, Eric J. Fisher, to kind of co-host and uh, ride along with me on the journey of episode number 406. Eric Fisher, how you been, my friend? I am well. In fact, this is nothing new. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's just been a long time coming. Well, what I mean by new is that you've always been a big part of Podcast Answer Man. Uh, actually, your voice opened up episode number one. <laughs> a little True. trivia. There for- I kicked off this podcast, Cliff. Don't forget about me. <laughs> <laughs> but what I mean is, is, is that all the times that you've been a part of it, most of the time you've been a social media correspondent and you've been a part of a segment. And what I mean by something slightly new, although we've done it before, you're going to be here for the entire episode this time. Only if you make me. Only if I make you. So anyway, what's new in your world, my friend? Ah, just, you know, having fun, doing fun stuff. And, uh, you know, one of the reasons why I haven't been back on the show in a long time is because I've kind of been doing (laughs) tool discovery stuff over on Michael Stelzner's social media marketing podcast because I'm a community manager over there. So, yeah, exciting stuff you've been doing. I've been following your journey and, and I'm excited about it. And, uh, I just want to say a special plug. I was recently a guest once again on your podcast. Uh, what episode number was that? 101. Over at uh, beyondthetodolist.com, episode 101. Check it now out. You if- can go to slash 101 after that address and I'll don't, take you right there. Don't expect to be inspired, though. No, no, it was. It, I mean, I, my show used to be inspiring, but when Cliff came on, that all went away. Exactly. <laughs> we should probably tell people why we said that. Come you, on. You, go ahead. Tell the I story. Will. I will. I got a I got a I got feedback. And basically, somebody said just that. They said, you know, uh, <laughs> and I didn't tell you this part. Um, they said, oh, great. Um, there's more. There is more. Uh, they said, hey, I used to love your show. But uh, this episode, I was just, I used to listen to it for inspiration. This one was not inspiring. <laughs> and, jeez. And they also said something about, by the way, you should make, make sure to tell Cliff that, that breakfast he's eating daily is going to wreck his cholesterol. <laughs> nice. Nice. Uh, which I will say does tie into our main conversation that we will have in, on this episode and I'll tie it back later. I'm putting a pin in it. You're going to tie it back later. I love it. Yes. All right. So today, the reason why I had Eric on is uh, is because I'm going to drop a bombshell on the community today. 
Uh, and and it's it's not going to be too surprising for some who have been following Podcast Answer Man for a long time. But um, I wanted to have Eric come onto the show to kind of be the voice of the community to kind of ask me some questions about some of the things that I'm thinking when it comes to the social media space. And specifically, we're going to start the conversation off talking directly about my decision about Twitter. And so I'm just going to rip the Band-Aid off here and and just tell you that if I was once following you on Twitter, I'm probably not now. And (laughs) yeah, And, and it's nothing personal. And in fact... Eric, I, I'm sure you're aware by now. Um, I'm not even following you on Twitter oh, anymore. Well, good for me. I don't even. I didn't even notice. So actually, I, I texted you before I made the decision. Well, you did. You did tell me. I mean, we talked about this online, off recording. That's the best way to put it. Yep. Um, that you were doing this, and but lucky for me, like I don't look. I go. I don't go look to see who's unfollowed me. Right. So I didn't even know you'd done it already. And and we've talked about this topic uh, in, 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 <laughs> three or four times, three or four times, and we're going to rehash some of it because there's a lot of new people who are brand new to Podcast Answer Man within the last couple months and haven't heard this conversation before. But I promise you, those of you who think, "Well, gosh, I've already heard all of this before," stick around because there's there's new caveats to this, and also what I'm going to be doing instead when it comes to. Uh, engagement through social media. So I hope that you guys will all stick around for this. But anyway, uh, in in the past, we've talked about the fact that, you know, Twitter was started out as this tool for helping people to stay in touch with one another and also to to, to get to know each other better, to, to stay connected with what's going on in your day-to-day life and, and kind of sharing some of the things that might seem ho-hum details to, to other folks. But we're really enlightening to get to know and get a view into the picture of lives of, of people that you're connected to online. And so Twitter used to start out um, it, by asking you one question, what are you doing? Hey, share with us what's going on in your life. Uh, that, that was the gist of it, wouldn't you say? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, it was very much a microblogging platform. That's what it started off as. And not blogging as in, I'm going to become an authority on such and such it was more the personal journaling aspect of blogging. So that's the old Twitter. But Twitter changed its tune. How would you describe what Twitter changed its tune to, how, how they have described themselves within the last couple of years? Well, the obvious is that they, they said, um, we're not a social network. We're an information network. We've retread that before as well. They still say on their front page, if you're not logged in, it says, welcome to Twitter, connect with your friends and other fascinating people. Then they move on to say, get in the moment updates on the things that interest you and watch events unfold in real time from every angle. Okay, key words there, in the moment, in real time, the other key word that kind of uh, factors into my decision is this information network, that phrase. So... Here's the deal. What Twitter had become, or what what it was, is was an online conversation among people and occasional, very short, 140 character, almost journal entries into my day. That's that's what it used to be, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas today, people seem to be sharing information about what's happening, what kind of content they're sharing, 
Um, in a way, social media and online marketers, which by the way, I happen <laughs> to be one of them, <laughs> and and my closest and most dearest friends are all those people as well. Uh, but I, I, in a way, I think social media marketing has and 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 internet marketing has kind of ruined Twitter in a way. Well, it's Gary V's big thing. He says about everything is you know marketing ruins everything. The whole idea is, and and this is what we've talked about in the past, is the fact that it just seems like everything that the people are doing today, it's all scheduled tweets, uh, and it's all you know links to other people's content, you know, with very strategic algorithm, uh, your own personal algorithm of how many tweets are personal, how many tweets are uh, links to other people con people's content, how many links are to your own content, how many links are call to action. How many times do you post within the day that is how much of it is scheduled versus unscheduled in real time? And I mean, people have gone through and they've created all these strategies and it, and it makes a lot of sense for business. But it it kind of took away the the initial appeal of Twitter for some users. And, and I think you and I've had that conversation. We brought Scott Stratton on. We've talked about that. And so this is all the stuff that we've we've hashed before. What's interesting, though, is that. I've made the decision this week that I'm giving in to Twitter. And from this point forward, uh, unless I feel some, I mean, this could change again, you know, that, gosh, I, you know, who knows. But what I've made the decision is that I am looking at Twitter now only as an information network. So what has pushed you? I know that you've for a long time been following very, a very small amount of people. But what changed from then to now? Just yesterday, uh, somebody at, re- at replied me on Twitter, and I clicked through to their profile just to see their most recent tweets. And, and there was one tweet from this person, and it says, uh, it's, the tweet said, my top eight business podcast recommendations. That was the tweet, and it, was a, and it had a shortened URL in there. And so I'm like, I wonder what my friend's top eight recommendations are. And I click on it, and it's a link to some article of a friend of his who and stuff like that. And the title of that article was my top eight. But it, but here I clicked on it, and it wasn't even from the friend that I was actually looking mm-hmm. at. It, but but the tweet said my, yeah. And, and so what I found was that. Twitter just was not giving me the information from my friends that I was looking for. It was basically their mentality, and and I don't know who came up with this. Uh, I know it might have been Gary Vee or, or it could have been somebody else, but it's this idea they have this mentality that they they want to be the curator of content for their community. The thing is, is that for me personally, as as one who's following social media and Twitter for getting to know the individuals that I follow better, I'm not looking to them to be my curator of content. I Trust me, I'm on content overload all the time. I don't know about you, Eric. Yeah, I mean, you subscribe to almost nothing RSS-wise. Yeah, and and so it, it was, you know, it, it's just like I try to manage and, and control how much content I consume. I want to be very intentional about the content that I'm bringing in, and so I don't need my 150 or less friends serving me up literally dozens and dozens and dozens of tweets every day with links to other content that, quite frankly, I mean, it, yeah, it's great content, but ain't nobody got time for that. 
And the problem is, is even with 150 people, it's hard to keep up with everything and find all those things in. And so I went in and we talked, we even did an episode talking about how TweetBot has the ability to mute certain channels of publication. Yeah. So you yeah, could, hash, hashtags and um, tw- certain Twitter clients or things that post to Twitter, even if they're not Twitter clients. Right. And so we talked about, you know, I, I had muted the buffer app. I had muted uh, co-tweet. I had muted all of these tools that allowed uh, scheduled tweets, but then I even muted Hootsuite and then it killed even the content that people were posting directly and, and in real time. And so I had to undo Hootsuite and it was just a, it was, I just found that Twitter was not giving me the kind of information I was looking for and I was getting it elsewhere, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Yeah. But here's here's the interesting thing, and this is there are two things that led to this decision. The first thing that led to it was that I subscribed to three magazines, and I'm talking about physical magazines. I subscribed to Men's Fitness, Men's Health, and Muscle and Fitness magazine. And in fact, I, I'm I'm excited. My first copy of Men's Fitness just came in this week. However, I was wanting that content. I had, I, I'm, I'm like, man, I really wish I could get some of these articles because I'm, I'm looking forward to information and motivation and encouragement in the area of fitness and health. It's a really big deal for me. And so I, I went and I was looking at their online websites and they had tons of great articles there, but I also saw their Twitter links. And so I went into Twitter and I ended up following Men's Health on Twitter, Men's Fitness, and also Muscle and Fitness Magazine. So all three of them had Twitter accounts. And guess what their Twitter accounts do? Non-stop, boom, 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 boom. <laughs> I mean, it's all day long, several posts a day, every single day, with links back to their content. But guess what? I would say 80% of every single tweet that they put in the stream was interesting to me. I'm like, wow, that is cool. And, it, and it's better than an RSS reader. It, it, it's just because it's got the picture and it's, it, it, it just flows like Twitter. It, it's really nice. Um, I, I like this method of getting this. Now, here's the deal. Twitter had recommended, it's like, I see that you're, you know, you're into this. And for whatever reasons, and it showed me Women's Health and Shape Magazine. And so, I, you, know, I, you know, I have a wife and my wife is into fitness and so I actually went ahead and followed Shape Magazine and Women's Fitness. So I'm actually even getting some interesting things. And I like to actually read some of these articles about women's fitness and how some of the recommendations are different for women versus men and, and stuff like that. Because my wife and I are both into health and fitness and getting uh, in shape. And so it, 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 sometimes I'll, I'll take some of those articles and because it's real easy to do in TweetBot or, or any iOS app actually – to share an article via email and, sh- and shoot that over to my wife. It's very interesting. And, and so all of a sudden, I've been benefiting from just seeing a lot of really engaging, uh, to me, interesting, awesome content. So that's the first thing. The second thing that's happened was recently I've posted some significant posts on social media. Two of the biggest things that I posted in social media recently. One was my six-month update, you know, of, of my health and fitness goals. I put together some side-by-side pictures, four pictures all in total, before and after. Two, There are two sets of before and after, one from a side view and one from a front view. 
and it was a link back to the blog post I put on my Podcast Answer Man website. But by the way, if you guys haven't seen it, you can go to podcastanswerman.com slash six months. You can spell it out or put the number. It will go there either way. Anyway, and and so I, I took that and I put this tweet together and said, you know, here's an update of how I, of what I've accomplished in the last six months. On Twitter, that prompted about three at replies. Now, I should tell you that on Twitter, I'm just under 15,000 followers. And one of the things that I want to one of the thing that I want to tell you about those 15,000 followers is that I did nothing nefarious to get those followers. I've never paid for anything, uh, never did any kind of crazy tricks. Uh, And in fact, um, there are tools out there. And Eric, I don't know if you know any of the top of your head, but there are tools out there that allow you to punch in a person's Twitter ID and to see how many of those are fake followers. Are are you familiar with any of those off the top of your head? Twitteraudit.com. Okay. And I put my name in, and of the over 9,000 that are following me, I have only 641, so I've got a 93%. Nice. So this is twitteraudit.com, and I'm going to put mine in. So mine's GSPN, and it says here, so I have 13,952 real followers, 719 fake followers, so I have a 95% audit score. That's good. All right. Actually, that was, it says here audited three years ago, and so there's a little rehash that I could re-audit. Yeah, mine was, says two years ago. I'm going to do it again. So there you go. There, so if, you, if you're interested, there's another tip that we didn't even plan on being in this conversation. Okay, so the, here's the other thing is that, again, ultimately, it's not necessarily – let me see if I can tactfully say this. You're not – even though you are a, uh, an entrepreneur – and yep. a person out there who appreciates people, new people finding out who you are all the time. You weren't actively trying to use Twitter in the way that other good marketers do when they're not spamming and, you know, yeah. whatever. Anyway, uh, you were you were doing you weren't even doing some of the good practicing stuff that I think, you know, I tr- I try to do but not overdo. Um when it comes to using Twitter as a tool for marketing yourself, that's, that's right. The I mean, the, I, there, I, I won't say that I never use Twitter to market myself. I do some self-promotion, but it, it I still very much, first of all, that's, that is a part of, you know, answering the question, what am I doing? I'm preparing for an A to Z course. I'm looking for people to sign up. I just released an episode of my, of, of my Pod, pursuing a balanced life podcast. I just released an episode of my podcast, Answer Man podcast. I would love for you to listen. Here's the topic. I mean, so a lot of that is still very much in the in the in the meme of of social media of what drew me in is this is what's going on in my world. This is what I, this is. If you're following me for finding out what's going on with me, this is me sharing what's going on with me. That and whereas where what i found is is there's a lot of social media marketing that is it's that constant curation of other people's content here's the deal when i when i'm for me and and i guess i i'm i'm not trying to tell other people how to use uh social media but it it's more of what is appealing to me is is i'm following to follow you i'm not following to follow everything you follow does that make sense yeah so many of the people is they're actually being 
a curator of content for their community, which by the way, chances are 95% of the people in your community absolutely love that about you. And it's one of their favorite reasons why Twitter exists. And they so, want to use you as a filter. Yeah. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that at all. In fact, I I follow when when I follow The Verge or when I follow uh, muscle and fitness or, or when I follow these other things, I, I want them to be the curation of content for a particular area. But what happened was with social media, with my friends, I'm more interested in what their life is like, what's going on in their life. And I'm not necessarily following them for that curation because to be honest with you, a lot of them are following the same things that I follow. <laughs> um, and, and then they have other interests that maybe not are as appealing to me. So I don't know. So but, you followed, you followed these informational Twitter accounts and I and, found that I liked it. And so then what's, what changes so, you, so, you unfollowed me. What else did you do? <laughs> <laughs> well, hold on. So, so going back to the 15,000 followers and, and just sharing with you that I'm about 95% of those people are real. Okay. So I have 15,000 people and I share this, this, and I literally post the picture. So I didn't do an Instagram where it did, you know, it's just a hyperlink to the picture. It literally puts the picture on the screen for anybody who sees it on Twitter, the side by side comparison of me before and me after and, and what I had accomplished in six months. I put it on Twitter 95% of the 15,000 people on follow, are following me. They're real people. I had a total of three at replies. Three. Now, granted, I probably put it out at the wrong time of day. And that's a part of this, all right? Uh, it's, as a matter of fact, I know for a fact it was the part of day. If, if I would have strategically found, scheduled it or uh, if I would have actually decided to publish it in real time uh, at, a, at a more beneficial time of day when a majority of my 15,000 followers were awake and, and stuff like that, then yeah, I probably would have gotten some more at replies. But still, I mean, out of 15,000, I got three at replies. Now, I took the same information and I posted it uh, to Instagram and I actually, I did all of these individually for this particular post. Mm -hmm. um, and then what I did is I actually went over to Facebook and I, I put it in there natively as well. I put the same image in, same information or same uh, little note and it's exact same wording as Twitter. And the Facebook one had, I think, 200, let's see, 254 comments. And by the way, I only have, I, I'm not even, I'm just below 5,000 friends on Facebook and with about 800 followers on Facebook. And so here's the deal. Same, same information, same picture, and I get three at replies and posted at the same exact time of day. I put it on Facebook and by the next day, I have, you know, hundreds of comments and it's like, wow, that's a whole lot more engagement. Now, the thing is, is this isn't just that particular one. Um, and, and I'm going to tell you one other big one. And, and that is, you know, when I, I did my triathlon and afterwards I it was I waited until after my triathlon to announce that I not only completed the triathlon, but I also uh, said that actually, let me see if I can go back to it. I, because the, the way that I worded it, you would think that it would, you know, it would get some response. Um, let's see. Let me pause for just a second. 
Okay, I found it here in my Facebook timeline. It says, today is one of the saddest and most rewarding days of my life. Many of you know that I'm in Tennessee this weekend to complete my first ever triathlon, something I never dreamed I would have accomplished more than six months ago. Last night at 12.40 a.m. Eastern Time, I received a call informing uh, that my dad had passed away. Um, and then I went on to talk a little bit about that. And I posted the video of me crossing the finish line. And 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 there's just a little bit of detail in there about why I chose to run the triathlon after just learning about my father passing away. Here's the thing. On Facebook, that generated, I'm looking at it right now, 551 likes, 258 comments. And that same information condensed down to 140 characters on Twitter got me about six at replies. And that was at a time when I would think that I would get a little bit more than that out of 15,000 people following. Now, I, I, part of me is hearing what I'm saying from a third-party perspective. How does this coming <laughs> off? It's like, well, gosh, Cliff, throw yourself a pity party. Nobody's paying attention to me. Why, you know, woe is me. And that's not what I'm saying here. What I'm saying is that of the things that are the biggest things that I've shared on Twitter, and by the way, I'm looking at the six months update post that I told you about. The reason I want to bring this up is the first time I ever broke a thousand. I have 1,024 likes and 248 comments on the wow. six month update. So this this got me to thinking, and and I'm posting a lot continually to Instagram, to Facebook, to Twitter. And what I find is that I'm consistently getting comments from people on Instagram. I'm consistently getting likes and comments and engagement on Facebook. I mean, in a very huge way. And when it comes to Twitter, I'm almost getting, you know, almost nothing. Right. And of course, you know, one could argue you only get out of something that, of what you put into it, and that could be a real thing. Although, I had made it an intention to go in and uh, go in and follow the people that I follow. I follow very few people, and looking for content that is the kind of content that I connect with, you know, personal updates and hitting at reply and and stuff like that. So I do engage with people there. The thing is, is it's it's not that I think that people don't care about what I'm posting, although that very well, well, very well may be the case, and I'm totally fine with that. But what I realize is that a lot of other people are doing Twitter the way that Twitter wants to be done, which is an, as an informational network. Twitter doesn't expect you to read every single tweet from every account that you follow, nor do they want you to. It's in real time. This is an information network of what's going on right now in real time. All those things that you read off the front page. Yeah. Of the thing. Well, and even the way that it's the difference in the networks as well. One of the biggest changes or, or biggest things about Twitter is just the speed of Twitter. And where if something goes, it, it keeps going and it keeps going and going. It's a waterfall. Whereas Facebook is more like, a big pot that keeps getting stirred round and round and round, you know, and I don't, that's probably not even the best analogy for it. But if you think about it, if people are using Twitter as an information network and if they're sharing, if people are out there following people and they're looking to see what's good to interact with, but first and foremost, what's good, what's good out there to share myself, 
then they're either hitting retweet on something they like that they think other people would like to read and and sharing that to their tribe or whatever word you want to use. Um, Or they're hitting reply and saying, hey, cool, but they're not going to necessarily hit um, retweet on somebody else's accomplishment of something. You know what I mean? Yep. That's just not the way it's going to go. But however, uh, because those are the three options. This is hit reply, retweet it, or that's it. Pretty much. Or just move on. Or move on. Or or option number four, which is the big one, never see it. uh, Exactly. That's the biggest one. <laughs> That's the biggest. So then, but if you go over to Facebook, um, and and, I, and we could talk about Instagram briefly for a second as well. Facebook, your go, your chances of seeing something are higher, which is funny that I just said that because a lot of people are like, oh no, th- people are seeing less stuff of my page, my Facebook page on on Facebook, and my organic reach is down, and and all this other stuff. Yeah, only if you don't know how to do it right. I mean, yeah, they're doing that, but at the same time, you can whine about it or you can change the way you're doing it. Yep. Um, what is different with Facebook is that if somebody engages with it, or let's put it this way, it's more personal, and if somebody sees that you've done something cool on there, they're more likely on there to hit comment and write congratulations or something, and then if that happens and the Kevin Bacon effect happens where you're six degrees away from acquaintances and friends and all that, it does start to tell Facebook this thing is important because all these different people that are connected in various ways are talking about it, commenting on it, et cetera. So it does bring that back up over and over again. I mean, I saw your six-month post many, many, many more times than just the one time going through my newsfeed, it would have happened on Twitter. Yeah. And and in fact, I know what I, I happen to know what we could do right now to resurface it and make it come up for the next 10 days in people's <laughs> right. feeds. And and for those of you who are wondering, well, gosh, Cliff, tell us, what would you do, what would you do if, if you wanted oh. to do that? If anybody listening to me, if you're not following me on, on Facebook or if you are following me and you didn't engage with that piece of content, when it was there, you have to go to my timeline. And if you go back to where I posted that on May, let's see, it would have been May 14th, uh, and look for the side-by-side photos, you'll see the 1,000 likes, the several hundred things. And if you, as a brand new member of my community, go in and leave a comment on that, it instantly will resurface my picture of that, even though it was you know a couple of weeks ago, It'll start putting that at the top of all of your friends' newsfeed, and and so it be, because it has such a heavy weight to it when it comes to edge rank and everything else. Yeah, and and if and you imagine there are more than just you who are listening to this, and if more than one person did that, then it's it's going to pop it up there, and not only that, but it'll pop it up eventually. It's going to pop it up in the back for all of us. And Eric will start seeing it at the top of his timeline again, and. And stuff like that. That that's how Facebook works. Which is one of the things that I like about Facebook is things that are interesting to a lot of people may be interesting to you as well. And that's what Facebook is trying to put on there. And here's the other thing I love about Facebook is any one thing in your newsfeed. Like for example, there are sometimes somebody will put a picture of something, and I'm like, okay, that's disgusting. I don't want to see that. And you could go in and say, I don't want to see this, and it won't show it to you anymore. Which you cannot you, do, unfortunately, on Instagram or on Twitter. You have to yeah. either 
you have much more granular control over what you see from a certain person. Yeah. So that you can still see their stuff, but not all their stuff. So what I made the decision is that, I, you know, I'm noticing that I've been trying to continue to hold on as Twitter as being my number one network for engagement and connecting with others to stay in touch with people. And what I realized is it's just not happening for me. I'm not it. I've tried to just stay in real time conversation with people on Twitter and it just doesn't happen. And um, the content that's there, even my closest friends they all have their algorithms. They all are are curators of content and and not necessarily the kind of content that I'm particularly interested in. And it's not just one person, but when you follow I mean, when you fo- when when your friends include Michael Stelsner and Michael Hyatt and Eric Fisher and Pat Flynn and and all of these other people who are who have amazing things that they are aware of and sharing, and which is a great thing. Man, you add all of it together, it's just so much there. And not all of it is what I want to, but when, what I found was, man, I follow men's health, men's fitness, and all this health and fitness stuff, and a few celebrity-type accounts of, of entrepreneurs and, and uh, some technology people like uh, Renee Ritchie and journalistic outlets. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm following that, and then all of a sudden I load up Twitter, and it's like, wow, this is amazing. And I don't feel like I have to read everything because I'm not here to see what's going on with my friends. I'm just here because I have a couple minutes to kill, and I'd love to read something right at this very moment. And all of a, all of a sudden I realize, wow, wouldn't this be a perfect replacement for Flipboard? Wouldn't this be a perfect replacement for RSS reading? So... I made the decision that I was going to unfollow everyone and start from scratch. Anyway, I'm down to 21 accounts that I follow on on Twitter, and I love opening Twitter now. It, it is absolutely a pure joy to open up Twitter and see all of this amazing content that that could suck me in. But I only feel like I'm I'm just going to open it up and see what consume what i want i yeah. no longer feel like i have to scroll down and see everything that was there because to be honest with you with these accounts they're posting way too much for me to see every single post that that's been twi- that that's been posted since the last time i checked twitter you're not using twitter anymore as a social network you're using it as an information network and in fact now you're using it as info snacking info snacking that's exactly it so just like Twitter has said a long time ago, we are not a social network. We're an information network. I am now choosing to use Twitter as an information network. I would not have felt confident with this decision had it not been for the fact that I feel like I'm actually still in touch with my community and engaging with them in a, in a very deep and relationship-building way. And... You know, gosh, how many times have I fought this? But man, Facebook is the place where it's at for this stuff to happen. The thing is, though, I had a similar problem for the longest time with my timeline on Facebook. It was completely useless to me. And the reason why is because of those 4,659 people who I am connected with as friends on Facebook, guess what? I don't know 70% 70% of them face to face and and don't know very much about them. Yeah. <clears throat> they requested to be my friend. I confirmed that they were a real person and that they're a member of my community and I accepted their friend request, right? 
kind of like in the old days of what we talked about when somebody follows you on Twitter, you know, it's kind of a courtesy follow. The problem with, you know, friending 4,659 people is that it fills up your timeline on Facebook with lots of information of, from people that you barely know or probably don't know at all. And so the the timeline functionality of Facebook for me for many years was just absolutely atrocious. One of the reasons why I didn't like Facebook very much. It just, I didn't see the appeal of their newsfeed and stuff like that. And of course they have Facebook lists uh, or groups. Is it is it groups or lists? Or? There, well, both of those exist. It depends on what you're talking about. Favorites is what they actually have. Ah, so yeah, groups of people. Yeah, so you can Which actually, are lists. Yeah, so you can create a list of people like... Uh, there was a there was actually a time when I I created this list of people on Facebook and it's like here and it was titled people I follow and I could go into that group or into that list of people and I could add all of the people of of the five thousand up to five thousand people that I'm friends with I want to click and add a certain number of those people and I had about 150 200 people in that list and and what would happen was I would instead of bookmarking, instead of hitting the Facebook logo on the top left-hand corner to go to my newsfeed, I never hit that. Instead, I had a, a, a bookmark or a, yeah, a bookmark using my speed dial app on my Chrome extension. Anyway, I would bookmark the hyperlink to show me the newsfeed for that list. Did that make sense? Yeah. In, in other words, you weren't dropping yourself right into the full-on, full-blast newsfeed, you were going to only the newsfeed of that list. Right. And so I had curated myself a list of people that I wanted to follow, and news, and they gave me a specific URL for a newsfeed just for that list of people. Problem with that, Eric, is that over time, I would go to a conference, and all of a sudden, I might add 30 new friends as a result of my week in Las Vegas or San Diego, and going in and and friending those people at and if you're doing that on a mobile app it's not easy to also add them to those lists that you have so right. there are some brand new friends that I just met that I, I want to follow them and so I'm not actually seeing any of their stuff so I did something and it literally took me oh gosh it literally took me about a week and a half and it was insane that I did this but I'm so glad that I did so one option is that I could go, and I have friends that have done this. They've gone in and unfriended everyone and started over on Facebook. I didn't want to do that. In your newsfeed, let's just say you're connected with so many friends, you don't want to unfriend anybody, but you'd like to actually only see people in your newsfeed that you want to see there, okay? So here's what I did, and, and by the way, Samuel Lewis, I, I know that he'll understand. I, I just unfollowed him for just a moment just because he's here, but I'll go in and follow him back in just a second. So I was in my newsfeed, and I saw Samuel Lewis. He's a good friend of mine. And I clicked the down arrow, and I clicked unfollow Samuel Lewis. And it told me that, you know, I, it, it will no sh- he'll no longer show up in my newsfeed, but we'll remain connected as friends. Now, as soon as I clicked unfollow Samuel, this is what it says. It says, you won't see posts from Samuel Lewis in newsfeed, but you're still friends. And there's a button to undo this. And right below that, you'll see a little gear icon that says News Feed Preferences. All right. And if you click News Feed Preferences, on the left-hand side, you can click on People. And then 
you can actually show, it, it automatically shows you seen most in the last week. Change it over to alphabetical order. Yeah. All right. And so when you ch- change it to alphabetical order, then, it, and it's, by the way, it's alphabetical order by first name, which is weird. But anyway, <laughs> it's alphabetical order. And what I did is I actually literally scrolled down the list and I saw every single name and I clicked. So it actually, it either says following or follow is the button. So if you're following them, it says it's got a check mark and it says following. And if you if it says following, you click it and it unfollows them and it gives you the option to follow them back if you want. So I went down in alphabetical order by first name. I went down and unfollowed every single person that I didn't want to show up in my feed. Or a better way to say that is I went in and made sure that I was only following the accounts of friends that I'm connected to on Facebook that I do want to see in Facebook. Now, the reality is is that if you have lots of friends, Facebook is going to limit your usage of this tool because they're afraid that you're using it for nefarious reasons. So after about 80 unfollows, it's going to tell you, hey, slow down a bit or else we're going to take away your ability to use this. So when you get to that limit, every day... Uh, for a couple weeks, I literally went in and did this. And I, I wrote down on a piece of paper where I was in the alphabet by first names to scroll through. And by the way, it takes a while to, to load those. And so when you get to the later part of the alphabet, uh, it, 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 it's a huge pain to do this. But here's what I can tell you is now... Depending upon your amount of followers or, fo- or friends, I should say. Yeah, when you, it, it's a huge pain to do this when you have nearly 5,000 friends. But here's what I can tell you now is that my Facebook feed is amazing. It has every single thing that I ever wanted from Twitter is now there. It, does that make sense to you? Totally. It, everything I ever wanted and, and loved about Twitter is now what I will tell you is my news feed. And because if all of a sudden somebody's posting link to other things and stuff like that, and I, I clicked a little down there and it says, I don't want to see this. And Facebook will even ask you why you don't like it. And, I, and sometimes I don't even bother answering that question. But but Facebook has become excellent at giving me exactly what I want from the friends and 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 content creators and pages that I like. And, and it is exactly what I want. I, I mean, every day. And here's the, the, now the thing is, is I still go to a conference or and, and people send me these friend requests. And the first thing I do is I decide, number one, is this a real person? And be careful out there. There's a lot of fake stuff going on. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I, I confirm it's a real person, that this is a person within my community. Um, and, and, I, and then what I'll do is I'll go ahead and confirm the friend request because I can do that. I still have a couple that I can do this for until I reach the 5,000. And then they just get the option to follow me. Uh, but I'll continue to do this. And if that is a person that I've met face to face or it's somebody that I really want to get to know better, then I will leave it by default. I'll just confirm their friend request, which means I'm automatically following them. But I would say that seven out of 10 people that that add me as a friend and I confirm them, the very first thing I do is go in and unfollow them because I don't know them very well. And we have absolutely no relationship at this point, and 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 that may sound that may make me sound awful, but I'm just being honest, and that's that's the reality of what's going on. But here's what I can tell you, Eric, is that I will post something on Facebook, and that person that I just added as a friend, 
you know, three weeks ago, and sure, I'm not following them, so I haven't seen them in my timeline. All of a sudden, over the last three weeks, this brand new person keeps popping up, and they're leaving comments on the stuff that I'm posting. And then it's like, you know, I like this person, and I click on them to see if they're a friend because they could be just a follower. And I'm like, yeah, we are friends. And then I see that I'm not following them. Well, actually, I know that I'm not following them because I, I, I actually know who I'm following. And, and I make the decision at that point. It's like, yeah, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and go to their profile and click follow. Eric, my social media life has never been more social. I love it. Eric, thank you so much, my friend. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm I'm glad I didn't have to. I, I, I'm certain that things came out in this conversation that wouldn't have come out otherwise. And so I'm glad that I've had you here as a sounding board and, and asking and prodding and taking the conversation in some in different ways. So I appreciate you. Yeah. Well, and, and let me put this one last little spin on it. You only have so much time to be able to use these tools anyway. What you've done is set it up to where you're getting the most out of it now in the limited amount of time that you do have to jump in. Yeah. And and the important thing and, and the one takeaway I hope everybody has is, man, social networking tools are an opportunity for you to build very deep and intentional relationships. And if if there's anything that you can pull out of what I'm saying here is not do what I'm doing as far as the the actual things like don't spend three weeks trying to unfollow, you know, unfollow yeah. everybody on Facebook, you, whatever you want to do there. I'm just sharing with you what I've done. But the important thing is be intentional about the people you want to connect with and get deeper uh, connection to and and go seriously invest in a smaller number of relationships and take them much deeper. That That's that's for me what social media has always been about. I, I'm truly honored and blown away by, you know, having 15,000 followers and, you know, almost 5,000 friends that I, I I'm beside myself excited by by the fact that there's that many people out there that that have any concern about who I am and what's going on in my world and what I have to share and offer to the world um but the reality is 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 I know that I can't have a deep meaningful impactful purposeful intentional relationship with 5000 or 15000 people and and what I'm trying to do is to take you know the the a few hundred people and make sure that when I wake up in the morning, uh, I I look at my newsfeed and I see what's going on in the lives of my friends and the ones that I want to be closer friends with. And that's that's what I'm that's what I've always tried to do uh, with social media, and and that's what's led to the decisions that I've shared here today. Awesome. All right, Eric, where can they find you online, my friend? Oh, uh, hey, go listen to Cliff on my show, beyondthetodolist.com slash 101. And until next time, my friends, I encourage you to take everything you're doing to the next level. Podcast. Add some man.